Hello, hockey fans. Welcome to this week's episode of From the Press Box, right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Media. So glad you're here today. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Amy Johnson. I'm the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. And of course, I'm joined every week by my wonderful co-host, the one and only Rick Stevens, who happens to be the founder of Rocket Sports Media. And uh, he's here with me again today for a very special episode of From the Press Box. How are you? I'm not bad. Um, I've I've been better, but uh, uh, getting back to 100% soon i hope um that's a, a lot of miles you've got today <laughs> a lot of miles and uh and uh, we met a lot of players and a lot of fans and and somewhere somewhere along the road picked up a bit of a bug but um doing a bit better today well that's good to hear i thought it was just that you were you were recovering from the spectacular day that was yesterday, which I'd be remiss without saying once again for our listeners, happy belated birthday to you. I'll spare you, you my singing. I'll spare you my singing. <laughs> <laughs> if this were well, like a scotch episode, I don't know that, that, that I would have spared you, but today I will spare you. Thank you. <laughs> well, the celebrations had to be put on, uh, hold for for a while but uh i'm sure to catch up with that later in the week absolutely we have a we have a good i mentioned that it's a special episode today and and yes rick kind of teased a couple of things we're going to talk about on today's special episode it's special because today is the drumroll please 100th episode of from the press box wow already i know it went so fast, like a hundred episodes like that. It kind of, well, I mean, it kind of helps that we don't really ever take a week off all year long. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you got 52 weeks in the year. And I think we only take two weeks off per year for the pot. So two years, hundred, look at that. hundred episodes. Here we go. Well, um, congratulations to you. Um, doing a great job you. Uh, hosting all this time uh, for 100 episodes and congratulations uh, pat yourselves on the back for those who uh, have been aboard the entire time and uh, and those who have joined us along the way um, our listenership has grown and grown and grown and and we're happy to have all of you and uh, uh, join us for all kinds of things you don't really hear anywhere else you certainly do not and if you are a relatively newer listener from the press box. We're here every week. Uh, Rick and I are credentialed uh, hockey journalists. So you, as the title of our show suggests, we give you a perspective of uh, the AHL and prospects and potential draftees from a press box perspective. Um, but we do a lot of concentration and focus, of course, on the Montreal Canadiens and the Philadelphia Flyers organizations. So that be the Laval Rocket, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, um, for uh, for the Flyers, they have an ECHL affiliate at the Reading Royals, and of course the prospects of both of those organizations as well. But we we cover a little bit of everything, and we touch on, of course, important news from around the American Hockey League as well. So we're happy to have you here. And the best gift that you could really give us to celebrate our 100th episode, we'd love if you shared this episode with your hockey family and friends and people that you know that love this sport as much as we do. And let's uh, let's 
let's get an even bigger audience of people tuning in for the next 100 episodes. Shameless self-promotion plug complete. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, that's the best gift you could give us. Uh, Share share the link for today's episode and subscribe on Spotify. We're going to tell you at the end of the show all the ways that you can find all of the Rocket Sports Radio um, podcasts, including this one. But make sure you subscribe so that you're listening every week and tell your friends to do so, too. Uh, we are going to have some some great things to talk about today in the first segment where we where we talk about the Laval Rocket and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. We're just going to take a quick look uh, at how both of those teams fared last week. They both had uh, three games. Uh, we're going to talk about some um, injuries and some roster movement uh, for both teams. And then in the second segment, uh, we're going to go around the AHL and talk a little bit about uh, some players who've been highlighted some uh, charitable initiatives that are kicking off this month um, and uh, some roster movement um, with some other teams as well, um, which involves some, some familiar names for everyone. And then in the final segment, we go beyond the AHL. And this is kind of what Rick was alluding to with less of mileage logged by the Rocket Sports team this past week. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit NCAA and a little ECHL. Uh, we were on the road this past week uh, catching up with the likes of Cole Caulfield, Jack Gorniak, Michael McNiven, and Hayden Verbeek. Uh, so those are some names that I know that our listeners are very familiar with. And so we'll talk a little bit about uh, those experiences before we tell you what's coming this week at Rocket Sports Media. It's a good show. It's a good show. Before we do that, though, Rick. Mm-hmm. Before we do that, I need to talk about something very important. And that is all Habs fantasy hockey. Uh-oh. So permit me just for a moment. Fantasy hockey. Okay. That's one thing. I, uh, tweet. Well, while you're talking about it, I should go set my lineups. I don't think I've done that this week. Well, there you go. This this gives you an opportunity. Um it's one thing I'd love to hear from our listeners. Tweet us at the AHL report and let us know how many of you participate in fantasy hockey. Cause I bet there's, there's quite a few of you who do. Um, it's quite different as you know, from playing fantasy football, because you, as Rick just mentioned, you have to remember to go in and set your lines every day because Yahoo is not your friend when it comes to these things. Um, so it's a lot more manager intensive. Um, and we all know, the sole mission of All Habs Fantasy Hockey this year is to take down the defending champion, correct? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Is your co-host for the Canadians Connection, Mr. Joseph Whalen, the manager of the Farnham Flyers. And, um, yeah, came in last year. I've never played fantasy hockey, so I would like to play fantasy hockey. Can everybody please teach me how to play fantasy hockey? And then batted his eyelashes so innocently. And then proceeded to clean up and no, it's not how he speaks, but <laughs> he's in trouble. So it's how he's speaking today. And I've already forewarned him that I was going to be discussing this today on the podcast. So yes, the mission is take on the Farnham Flyers this week. Well, it just so happens that last week, my opponent for the week was Joseph Whalen. Happy to say I defeated him last week. Chalk one up for for me in in the mission to take down Joseph this this uh, 
this season. And then today, today I get this little notification in Yahoo. Little notification. And it says, and now anyone who has played fantasy sports with me at all knows if there's one thing I do not do is trade. Don't propose trades to me. It ain't. Ha- I'm not. I am not. I do not play nicely when it comes to trades. But today I get a little notification that says, Team Farnham Flyers has proposed a trade to Flyers Habs Rule. Oh, really? Is that so? And then I get a, I get a message from Joseph that says, Hey, um, I sent you a trade offer and I've, I've never done that before. Notice we're going back to the batting the innocent eyelashes of, I've never done this. I sent you a trade offer. I've never done that before, so I don't know how it works. So can you just let me know if you got it? I said, oh, I got it. Now, if you remember correctly when we drafted, and I believe Joseph talked about this on Canadians Connections when we had the draft, that he was so pleased to have snapped Travis Konechny up from under my nose and made sure to gloat about it, right? He did. Well, today he has the audacity to propose giving me Travis Konechny now. Because, you know, Travis Konechny's lighting things up. If only I would give him Brendan Gallagher. Oh, really? He's a Brendan Gallagher fan. Yeah, He is. Both players have seven goals. Konechny with eight assists, Gallagher with six. Konechny a minus two on the season, Gallagher plus three. Gallagher, no penalty minutes, no power play points, no shorthanded points, no game-winning goals. Konechny's got four penalty minutes, six power play points, and one game-winning goal, but Gallagher beats him on, on shots by almost double. So I have, a, I, I have to consider this. I have to consider it. It's probably going to get a gigantic reject, but the audacity, the defending champ, gloating about the Travis Konechny steal and then tries to pawn him off because he wants my Brendan Gallagher. He spoke quite glowingly on last week's, last Saturday's Canadians Connection. In the second segment, um, he spoke quite glowingly about Brendan Gallagher. Mm. Um, and it's interesting that um, Joseph's Farnham Flyers are currently 27, 19, and 6 with a 5.7 winning percentage um, in our league. And uh, really? that is six, that's 60 points. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a 27, 19, and 6 record, 5.77 winning percentage, 60 points. And Flyers Habs Rule has a 27-19 and 6 record, 577 win percentage and 60 points. Those three teams are have identical records. Really? My team, your team, and Joe's team. Currently in, in All Habs Keeper League. Or sorry, I'm All Habs a... One. Yes. All Habs Keeper, Keeper League's in yeah, football. football. Sorry. I'm feeling a little deja vu here, Joseph. I'm feeling a little... I've never done this trading thing before, so let me just try it. 
and he's dangling Travis Konechny out there, which he knows I would snap up Travis Konechny. But, oh, for Brendan Gallagher to the – well, and obviously no one has informed him that I don't do trades. So we'll see. This story is to be continued, but I had to put it out there on the record for everyone to hear happening again. The Farnham Flyers are trying to sneak in and steal this again. Put Next, he's going to be offering me Nikolai Ehlers. You just watch. Oh, yeah. You just watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we want to report from you, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All jokes aside, all have fantasy sports super, super fun. We do fantasy football and fantasy hockey, and if you would like to participate, um, Tell us now, and we'll make sure that you get on the list so that next year uh, we get you we get you incorporated because we have a ton of fun. We really do. Um, but we shall get on to actual hockey things now. So we want to talk about the Laval Rocket and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. I have to say, um, I feel like there's a lot of times that we're harping on the Laval Rocket, and there's not a lot of harp not a lot to harp on for last week. They played three games. And they won all three of them at home. Uh, They are now on a four-game winning streak. It's the first time they've done that since the team moved to Laval. Uh, They beat Hartford twice again. So, you know, doing really well against a a good team. They beat them 4-1 to on Wednesday night. Uh, And then they won 2-1 to in a shootout against them on Friday night. And then none other than the Toronto Marlies, who had not lost in regulation, uh, came into the building on Saturday afternoon. And uh, while Laval ended up defeating Toronto 6-5, to it was in a shootout again. So Toronto, uh, until today, it finally happened today. Today was the first day that Toronto lost in regulation. They had a day game today uh, and did finally. They were the last team to hold out for that last regulation loss, and and it happened today. But did not happen uh, last weekend. But Laval, um, three games, three wins, four wins in a row, um, and have had most of this week off because they're heading – to Cleveland this weekend for a back-to-back series against the Monsters on Friday and Saturday night. So now Cleveland, Cleveland did beat them the last two times they played them. So we'll see, we'll see if they can keep this streak going, but uh, Rick, it was a, it was a pretty decent week for the Laval Rocket. It was a very good week against uh, two tough opponents. Um, Hartford, as, as we spoke about last week, Hartford, um, had uh you know was coming in with without a regulation loss we had uh uh the marlies who um had their own um uh streak going and um it, they just prevailed uh, against two tough teams at home um lindgren um was great two he got two of the three wins uh and caden primo was uh was good as well friday night. Uh, getting the shootout win, um, so uh, you know, um, kudos to to uh, Laval, uh, to the goal. Um, and uh, if 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 I'm going to quibble at all, um, and uh, speaking with uh, Chris G, our our um, our correspondent in uh, Laval about this, is just the the usage of of um, uh, it. We remember it's. Uh, 
it's a development league. And, and while uh, Joel Bouchard last year said that uh, develop is to win, um, you still want to give uh, a full um, set of uh, experiences to, to the, the team. And uh, we, t- we've talked about how good the penalty kill is for um, Lavelle. But when you look mm-hmm. at who comes over the boards for the penalty kill, um, it's guys like uh, Belzeal and uh, Weiss and McCarron and Wallette and Alsner. And none of those guys would be considered uh, prospects or long-term prospects for the Canadians going forward. So um, it's, 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 you want, you want, it's particularly, I understand that, that uh, the power play takes a particular skill. uh, But when you get called up in a, uh, and you might be relegated to a fourth line. Um, uh, you want to have something else to offer the big club. Uh, so experience at the penalty kill might have been might have been good for uh, some of the other players, and you'd 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 want to see them getting those opportunities. So um, that's that's my only uh, complaint about last week. But otherwise, a very successful re- week uh, for the Laval Rocket, and they've jumped up in standings into uh, the top 20 now in in uh, the AHL and I'll just kind of pick up on what you just said there I do agree with you there this is you know we've talked in past seasons about how teams like the Chicago Wolves or the Hershey Bears have a a win perhaps over development mentality and and Hershey I think has started to change that a little bit with with a coaching change mm-hmm. and so forth um, this this penalty kill is an example of that um, where sure there, there might be develop, development happening at different aspects of the game for the younger prospects, but the PK is number one in the league. And as you mentioned, it's mostly veteran guys who are getting the PK time. So, okay, you're shutting down power plays and, and that's helping you to be successful, perhaps helping you to get some wins, um, and and keeping your goals against down a bit. But as you mentioned, it means your prospects aren't necessarily getting as much or any uh, PK experience as they should be. And it's interesting that you mentioned that because at the beginning of the season, we spoke um, after a Phantoms game with Nicholas Albe-Kubel, and he's, he mentioned this exactly. He had just been cut from Flyers camp and, and he was asked in the dressing room uh, while we were there, you know, you seem to be uh, getting a lot of PK time right now. And you seem to be taking that role on with a lot of gusto and, and really giving it your all on the penalty kill. And he said, well, yeah, he said, if I get called back up, well, he didn't say if I think I believe he said when <laughs> when I get called back up to Philly, there's no room up there on the power play. There's none. You there. You're not getting an inch on the power play up there. So if I want to be able to contribute to that team when I get up there, an easier and faster way for me to do that is if I can bring them something on the penalty kill goes falls in line exactly with what you just said. And and that's a very accurate mentality. And that's the reality of you know, coming into an NHL team if you get called up. So I do agree with you there. I would like to see a little more prospect um, personnel on the penalty kill uh, for special teams. But, um, but yes, that's a, as we said, 
Laval performed very well last week. Charles Houdon had a very good week. Charles Houdon had three goals last week, uh, and and two of them were were a pretty big deal in that game against Toronto on Saturday afternoon. Um, he scored the uh, two goals. They were down five to three, and with about four minutes left, Charles Houdon scored one and then scored another one a second, uh, two minutes later to tie the game and force overtime, which they would eventually win in the shootout. So, um, and he also had a, he had a goal earlier in the week as well. So he's uh, kind of finding his own a little bit, maybe getting some confidence. Nice to see some, some consistency for Charles Houdon there. Um, Vedemo has been very good. Um, as has uh, Dale Weiss has actually been, been contributing, which is, Good to see because <laughs> uh, Dale Weiss was struggling for a little while. Should mention talking about that PK, however, the penalty kill did give up two power play goals um, to Toronto on Saturday. So they lost a little bit of that shine on Saturday. So I'm, I'm sure when they go to Cleveland, they're going to try to shore that up again, but um, it's not uh it's not one that's completely impenetrable. Let's just let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, and now, of course, uh, Rick Ryan Paling's been called up to the Montreal Canadiens. He played uh, his first game of the NHL season last night. How did how did he look for the Habs? Um, with uh, yes, Barry Kotkaniemi being put on the IR, uh, there was uh, the opening at center um, on the third line, and Ryan Paling just uh, slid right in there, um, and um, uh, uh, he he looked fine. Played uh, just over twelve minutes, I think it was. Um, he he was uh, he he was fine. Um, a little bit of a scary moment when um, he mm-hmm. took a, a, a puck to the ear and uh, actually went through the concussion protocol, uh, went to the dressing room uh, for a bit, uh, but then was back on the ice. And uh, um, th- th- as you might expect, um, he had a bit of a struggle in the face-off circle. Uh, but other than that, uh, he played a very good game. It's good to hear. We like We like to hear that. Of course, the question is going to be, uh, on everyone's radar is when Kokanyemi comes back into the lineup, which sounds like it could be soon. Um, will Ryan Paling stay or will he get sent back down uh, or, or will they keep him and let him keep uh, working on things up there and, uh, and see a veteran get put on waivers to be determined. Uh, that will be an interesting one to watch. They do play tomorrow night in Philadelphia against the Flyers. So uh, it's a timely time to be talking about this as both of our fan bases uh, are going to want to be keeping an eye on, on those types of things. Uh, And the last word out of Philadelphia, I believe Carter Hart is starting in net tomorrow night. So uh, should be a good game. Um, Also should mention a couple of key injuries for Laval. Uh, They are, you know, Rick, we just were talking about, you know, this reliance on some of the veterans and so forth. Interestingly enough, Laval is without two of the guys that they went out and got. Phil Veroni and Riley Barber are out with injury right now. Um, And so because of that, uh, Antoine Waked was recalled from the Adirondack Thunder. Um, In case you're wondering why we didn't mention his name when we said that we uh, 
had spoke with some of the guys in the ECHL. Uh, he was up with Laval and wasted no time making sure that he uh, said it in his own way that he would uh, prefer to be in the AHL. Scored uh, scored right away in his first game. Uh, had a fight. <laughs> Just making sure that uh, his presence was known and he was contributing and and he did he 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 played a good game so we'll see how long Antoine Wakeed sticks around but that's two veterans down uh, with injury for Laval. Um, moving over to the Phantoms, they also played three games last week. They played their first three in three actually. They played uh, Friday night. Saturday night and Sunday. They were home Friday against Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Uh, they lost that game four to three in a shootout. Uh, then they played two games at Bridgeport. They won the first one three to two. They lost the second one four to three. So um, didn't come away with all of the points that they would have liked to have come away with. But the uh, the big thing that I really think everyone should uh, be aware of and notice. Uh, is that Morgan Frost continues his point streak. He is now on a seven-game point streak with nine points in the past seven games. He is tearing things up. That confidence is coming right along for him. Um, and I can't imagine it's going to be too much longer before uh, before Alain Vigneault is going to want to take a look at him up top. Um, there was a little roster movement today Um Misha Vorobiev was recalled once again from the Phantoms up to the Flyers. Uh, Rupsov was sent back down. Uh, unclear as to whether or not Rupsov will play tonight. In fact, the Phantoms uh, are at home versus the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins tonight. And I invite everyone, if you've got access to the NHL network, turn it on at 7 o'clock. You'll get to watch the, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms play the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. It is one of the NHL Network's AHL games that they are broadcasting this year. Uh, and if you'd like to see what uh, what kind of deep prospect pool the Flyers have, this is a great opportunity to do that, and you're going to see some pretty good hockey um, tonight. So Rupsov played uh, three games with the Flyers before getting sent back down. Um and it looks like, as we said, Vorobiev gets called back up. Uh, I believe he was in New Jersey today for practice. So a um, little bit of roster movement there. Um, really good to hear that uh, Morgan Frost is continuing to progress very nicely. Now, if Morgan Frost could only score in the shootout, the, the Phantoms need, <laughs> the Phantoms need a shootout do. specialist. Uh, they do. Ten games in, and they've lost three in the shootout. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it, you know, they, they, they were middle of, the, middle of the pack, right in the middle of, of uh, in the AHL standings. And, uh, but, yeah, if they could get a shootout win, they would be, help their cause a little bit. It would. It would help. Or just start winning in regulation. Sure. <laughs> that, would, that would work, too. Uh, speaking of the standings, Hartford is still at the top of the Atlantic Division with 19 points. Uh, Springfield and Providence are tied at 16 points for second place, so three points behind them. Um, in the North Division, Toronto and Cleveland are tied for first with 17 points. And, of course, as we mentioned, that's who Laval will be facing this weekend. Um, now, granted, Laval's in fifth place, but of course, uh, as the placement goes, it goes by points, not by winning percentage um, as far as 
this placement goes, although we prefer to look at winning percentage. Uh, if you look at winning percentage, Lavelle is actually in sixth place in the North Division, um, but they are only two points behind Cleveland and Toronto. They have 15 points. So uh, this road trip that they're going to take this weekend um, is a big deal for Cleveland. They're going to want to to try to take over Toronto for sole possession of first place, but at the same time, Laval's going to want to try to close that two point gap. So, should be a very very competitive weekend for for Laval uh, at Cleveland. Um, and one other Flyers thing that I wanted Flyers related thing I wanted to mention. Um, Cole Bardrow is a name that uh, I'm sure plenty of Phantoms fans are familiar with and Flyers fans, if, if they paid attention to the farm, are very familiar with. And as uh, some of you may know, Cole Bardrow uh, is no longer with the Flyers organization. Uh, he started the season in Bridgeport with the Sound Tigers and uh, has recently, uh, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago uh, on the podcast here, that he got his NHL de- debut when he was called up by the Islanders and have to say congratulations to Cole Bardrow. Scored his first NHL goal last night, and uh, Rick, he did it in a pretty spectacular fashion. On a via a penalty shot, and he um, did. I think I think uh, there was a stat out that uh, one of seven players uh, uh, in NHL history to score their very first goal um, on a penalty shot, and. Uh, but it was a great moment for him. Um, great shot. And he was uh, enthusiastically uh, uh, celebrated uh, when he came back to the bench. I don't know who was more excited, his, him in, and his celly or the bench. Uh, it, there's a, <laughs> it's a pretty exuberant and, uh, and good to see. And I, and I saw lots of plenty of folks on Flyers Twitter last night were, were equally happy to see bards as they, as they call him, uh, the Seabards get his first NHL goal. So congratulations to him. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to go around the AHL, talk about this week's AHL Player of the Week and a lot more. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. Welcome back to From the Press Box, right here on the AHL Report. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter seven days a week at the AHL Report. You'll want to be sure you're following uh, there to get all of our live updates. That's live game coverage. You'll get links to all of our game recaps and articles and videos and 
the whole gamut. Uh, you want to make sure that you're following us at the AHL report. Um, so now we're going to go around the AHL, Rick, and we'll start off with uh, the AHL, the CCM AHL player of the week. And this week it's coming from the Manitoba Moose. Uh, forward Jansen Harkins was selected as the player of the week in just two games over the weekend for Manitoba. Rick Harkins tallied seven assists for eight points and a plus five rating in two games. Set and, and set a moose record. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, set a moose uh, franchise record uh, for mm-hmm. five assists in one game. And, uh, uh, so he he's he's uh, been with the organization. He picked up in the 2015 draft, and and uh, uh, so uh, as as we've we've said before, the the Moose are, are trying to, or sorry, the Winnipeg Jets are trying to re- rebuild their uh, cupboard of prospects, and and here's one who's uh, uh, making his mark. Um, been with the organization a couple of years and, and uh, now standing out amongst uh, those um, 22 years old from, from Vancouver and, and congratulations to him on being named player of the week in the AHL. Absolutely. And now since we have uh, crossed that threshold, left October behind and we are in November, it means that the CCM AHL monthly award winners for the month of October have been released. The player of the month comes from the Utica Comets. That's Reed Boucher. I'm sure everyone, uh, if you're paying attention to AHL scoring, uh, is well familiar with that name. Uh, he has scored 10 goals and three assists in eight games to help lead the Comets to a perfect 8-0-0-0 start to the season. Uh, pretty, pretty spectacular numbers for, for Reed. Um, and Utica certainly... Uh, off to a great start, particularly in the in that first three weeks or so of the season. Uh, the goaltender goaltender of the month is one uh, who the Laval Rocket have seen an awful lot of in the last couple of weeks, and that's Igor Shosturkin. Five one and zero with a one one point four nine goals against average and a nine forty two save percentage. Uh, this kid has been excellent. Um, Helped, uh, as the AHL mentions, helped Hartford to its best start in 15 years um, and has just been lights out. And in fact, even in the games that that he played against Laval, uh, even though there were some losses in there, uh, he was very strong, very strong in that uh, they have quite a good goaltender there uh, coming through the ranks for the New York Rangers. Um, and then the CCM AHL Rookie of the Month is Lucas Elvinez, registered four goals and 11 assists for 15 points in 10 games for the month, uh, playing for the Chicago Wolves. Uh, and so he's he's up there for rookies as far as scoring uh, and for the league overall in scoring as well. So three really standout players uh, for the month of October. Well, in fact, you mentioned Lucas Alvarez, and the only he's uh, second currently in the AHL in scoring. Uh, the only uh, player above him that you find in uh, the scoring race in top spot, none other than Chris Terry of the Grand Rapids. Oh, Sturgeons. that guy! And, uh, <laughs> just that guy, um, who's uh, yeah back on top. Uh, I, how he does it, he uh, just keeps. 
he just keeps racking up the points, eight goals, 11 assists for 19 points in 12 games for Chris Terry. And, and congratulations to him. A great guy and, and, uh, and a valuable AHL scorer. Wonderful. Don't know anybody that could use that guy. I feel like we've said that quite a few times. Uh, so congratulations to all of the monthly award winners as well. Um, the AHL is always good hockey. It's always exciting hockey, and players like this are are making it really exciting uh, to watch matchups across the league. And uh, yeah, it's just it's been really good. Uh, but as we said, it is November now, and November means that the AHL partners uh, with the NHL in participating uh, in the NHL's Players Association initiative uh, with Hockey Fights Cancer throughout the month of November. So just like their NHL counterparts, you'll see that AHL teams are donning the the lavender hue on their Twitter avatars, and you'll see lavender jerseys and lavender stick tape and so forth uh, as the Hockey Fight Cancer initiatives begin. Um, And there are a number of teams who are participating. Laval is participating again this year. Their Hockey Fights Cancer Night will be November 16th. Uh, so you can be sure that that night, uh, anyone who is live at Place Bell uh, will be able to participate um, in the I Fight For uh, initiative where you'll get to to hold up a sign with who you fight for uh, as Hockey Fights Cancer. Um and so great initiative uh, benefiting both the American Cancer Society and the Canadian Cancer Society. Um, and uh, this initiative between the NHL uh, and the NHLPA has resulted in donations of more than $20 million for national and local cancer research, children's hospitals, player charities, so on and so forth. So it's a really great cause uh, in the month of November. Um, Towards the end of the show, we're going to talk to you about a different initiative as well that's also a very good cause uh, that the um, Rocket Sports Media team is involved in as well. But we certainly want to give a stick tap to the AHL for once again joining the NHL in Hockey Fights Cancer. A bit of uh, sad news that we do want to touch on, and and we'll bring you more news on this uh, as it's released. Things are pretty tight-lipped right now. Uh, Rick, you mentioned Chris Terry, who plays for the Grand Rapids Griffins. Some terrible news uh, from the Griffins this week as they announced the passing of their video coach, Bill Leroy. Um, And it seems as if uh, the Griffins were on the road in Winnipeg, uh, getting ready to take on the Manitoba Moose. And all that the team has said is that uh, Billy Roy suddenly passed away while uh, on the road trip and making preparations for those away games. So um, he's, he had been with the coaching staff since 2001 with the Griffins. Um, so longtime member at Grand Rapids, um, as I said, no no news or information as to as to what occurred. Obviously, it was something sudden and most likely unexpected. And uh, we send our condolences to the Grand Rapids Griffins uh, and the Detroit Red Wings. Rick, there was one more thing that I do want to touch on. Uh, 
some familiar names. We've talked on this show uh, over the past season about um, Syracuse Crunch, Tampa Bay Lightning goaltender uh, Louis Domingue, and had mentioned that you know Domingue has, has had some had some struggles while he was with that organization. Had some struggles uh, last year. He, I remember there was an episode where where it was you you kind of had like a Where's Waldo segment. Like what happened to Louis Domingue? He's not anywhere. <laughs> Um, and it seems that he now has a new home. Uh, the New Jersey Devils acquired him from the Lightning uh, earlier, uh, at the end of last week, actually, uh, in exchange for a conditional seventh-round pick in the 2021 NHL draft. Um, and so Deming has since been assigned to the Binghamton Devils. So I guess we will see how things go with him there. Uh, the the Tampa Bay Lightning had an abundance of uh, goaltend goaltenders and mm-hmm. uh, New Jersey Devils in in some desperate need for for a goaltender and they have been since the beginning of the season. Uh, Louis Domingue is um, is experienced, um, well traveled, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, has a, a well known. Um, uh, attitude <laughs> issues, I guess issues. you'd say. <laughs> uh, but but uh, New Jersey uh, in some need for uh, someone to stop the puck, and and so uh, reached out and and uh, for a, a, a small amount brought him, brought him into uh, um, play in their a for their AHL team. Interestingly enough, that trade in addition to the fact that Mike Condon is currently injured for the Syracuse crunch created a little space for them to, for Syracuse to say, Hey, we need a, we need another goaltender now. Uh, and so that has cleared the path for Zach Fukali to be called up from the Orlando solar bears uh, from the ECHL. So he is currently with Syracuse and um, we wish him the best uh, getting his first crack at the AHL this season. So um We'll keep everyone posted on on how that goes for for Zach Fucali, who is is not doing too badly down in the ECHL. He's got uh, 2.93 uh, goals against and a 9.11 um, save percentage, so not doing too shabby down there. So we'll see how he does with Syracuse. And we'll just remind folks of uh, the interview that you did with Zach Fucali this summer. That's true. Uh, when he had joined um, uh, the Tampa organization, and uh, he said that he was uh, familiar with the coaching staff in uh, Syracuse, and and uh, was looking forward to a a new start, a fresh start, and uh, uh, so he'll be um, he'll be able to uh, show them what he he can do now. Absolutely, we wish him the best of luck, and we'll keep you posted, of course, on on how. Uh, on how he does, just taking a look at my calendar here. Uh, Laval will be playing in Syracuse towards the end of the month. Uh, don't know if Kali will still be there at that time or not, but something to keep an eye on. Uh, his former team uh, coming coming to town uh, in just a few weeks. With that, we are going to take one more quick break. And on the other side, we're going to go beyond the AHL and we're going to talk to you about all the travel that uh, the Rocket Sports team did this weekend out and about around hockey rinks, scouting some NCAA action as well as some ECHL hockey. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back 
right after this. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. Welcome back to From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. Don't forget, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my wonderful co-host, Rick Stevens. And you can find us seven days a week, 365 days a year on Twitter. It's the best and fastest way to communicate with us if you've got a question, a comment, some feedback, or just want to talk about hockey. And you can find us on Twitter at the AHL Report. That's at the AHL Report. Make sure you're following us. It's a great way to keep uh, keep a tab on all of the great information and updates we have all week long. And in this segment, Rick, we go beyond the AHL. You are not kidding. We put the miles on this weekend um, and went outside the AHL a little bit. Wanted to catch up with some prospects and see, uh, take a peek and, and see what's going on um, with uh, a bunch of prospects for the Montreal Canadiens, both at the NCAA level and the ECHL level. Um, We'll start NCAA. So uh, Cole Caulfield and Jack Gorniak both play for the University of Wisconsin, and it just so happened that Penn State was hosting Wisconsin this past weekend for two games. And uh, we were were at the rink and in the press box for, for both of those games. And what an experience that was i mean we've we've covered the frozen four and we've talked a lot about how um advocated a lot for ncaa hockey that it's exciting hockey uh we we would encourage more people to get into watching it but boy what an experience it was like being uh at penn state for for these two games it was a great experience and and as you say we've we've covered the frozen four we've covered the uh the regionals uh the regional finals uh but oftentimes that's in a, in a neutral rink and to be mm-hmm. at Penn state with Penn state fans, particularly uh, those in the student section, uh, the, 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 the pep band, the, um, it, it was, it was just a, a, a fabulous experience. Uh, they have a, a great uh, facility. The, the Pagula arena is, is, uh, you know, on par with some of the be- better uh, AHL uh, arenas, oh, yeah. fabulous facility. 
um, and um, to to see Wisconsin and Penn State and and uh, uh, two teams that uh, have some history and um, uh, playoff history at least and and uh, it was it was fabulous it was a it was a great experience uh, to to see it's a, it's a different for those who may be familiar with uh, Canadian junior hockey it's it's a different brand. Uh, of hockey um, and and uh, the the fan support and um, it it was such a great energy in the building and and uh, uh, it was good to see the prospects it was good to uh, we we were welcomed uh, warmly by the coaching staff and and everybody mm-hmm. at Penn State uh, uh, was was great to us um, it, it was just a, a great experience and and. Uh, look forward to going back uh, again sometime this season. Absolutely. Uh, Penn State top facility, uh, the Pagula Ice Arena, which uh, hasn't, it hasn't been around all too long, um, right basically across the street from Beaver Stadium. And if any of you are college football fans, you know Beaver Stadium is a, quite a formidable football field. Uh, it's right across the street on the beautiful campus out there in state college. And as Rick mentioned, uh, the energy in that building is, uh, it's hard to compare. (laughs) Um, the student section is loud. Uh, they are very enthusiastic. They don't sit down for the entire game. They don't even have seats in their section because they don't sit. Um, which is, which is pretty interesting. In fact, uh, we are going to have a special feature, uh, coming up in the next few weeks on the AHL report uh, about Penn state's hockey program and, and trying it's, this is going to be a feature video package, which is an attempt to give you a really good taste of what NCAA hockey feels like from a spectator's point of view. Um, And so we've got some great interviews uh, for that coming along. Um, But as you mentioned, Rick, we, uh, we had a chance to speak with Cole Caulfield, uh, post game, we spoke to Jack Gorniak post game, and we spoke to head coach Tony Granado. Uh, we're going to have those exclusive one-on-one in- interviews are going to come out in a video package later this week, so you want to be sure to uh, to watch that and share that with your Habs fans and friends um, because you won't uh, you won't he- you won't get that interview anywhere else. Um, but we were we were really impressed with uh, both with Cole uh, and and with Jack both in speaking with them, uh, and particularly their their play on the ice uh, this past weekend. Well, um, we asked to speak to uh, uh, Cole uh, on Thursday night, and uh, he scored a goal. We asked to speak to prearranged to speak to Jack on Friday night, and and he scored a goal. Uh, actually, his first huh. of the season. So uh, <laughs> there's got to be something to so that, I would think. There's a pattern developing here. <laughs> I would think. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, unfortunately, it was uh, 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 two losses for Wisconsin. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they faced uh, um, uh, Penn State, a team that they had faced in the playoffs before. And and the rankings uh, following uh, that two-game um, series basically flipped. Um, Penn State went uh, from 12th to 6th in the, in the nation, and Wisconsin went from 7th to 12th in the nation. 
Hmm. Um, but uh, but it was it was good to talk. It was good to see Cole Caulfield play. It was good to talk to him afterwards. And and Cole Caulfield is, uh, I mean, he comes as advertised. He he's all about uh, scoring. He's all about the offense. Oh, yeah. Um, he's, um, uh, you know, his, the puck doesn't stay on his stick very long, uh, not as a playmaker. Um, uh, and, and we've, we saw him turn over the puck, uh, several times, uh, he was going up against, uh, for the most part, Nikita Palachev, uh, for Penn state who, uh, clocks in at six, eight, two twenty five. So it was a bit of a mismatch there for, just for Cole slightly. and <laughs> and kind of a preview of maybe what uh, he might uh, expect uh, uh, playing against uh, you know NHLers, but not a playmaker. Uh, you don't see him on the penalty kill. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, defensive game isn't there, but he's he's a scorer, um, and he finds those areas on the ice uh, uh, and hides very well and and uh, and, and makes himself available. And his, his shot is just. Um, it isn't the hardest shot on the team. It's just extremely defensive and, and it's tough yeah. for the goaltenders to pick up. Uh, and he's extremely accurate uh, with his shot. Very. So um, it, it was, it was great to, uh, to see. Um, Gorniak is, is um, a little bit of a different player. Um, it's, it's his second season with, with Penn state. He, he's not got the, the high end skill. Um but um, he he works he's, hard. He's just a very hard worker. Mm-hmm. Um, he creates his his own opportunities and opportunities for his line. He's tenacious on the forecheck and and something he certainly uh, takes pride in. He goes out and he wins a lot of battles. Um, and and I th- I think he's he's more of a longer term prospect. Um, projects as a two way center and and. Uh, um, uh, he, he played very well, uh, in he both did. games. Um, and, uh, um, was a droop, a couple of penalties on Thursday night and, and Friday night, he, he picked up the goal. Uh, both, both players looked impressive despite the losses for Wisconsin. I will say stick tap to Penn state. Um, they've got, they've got a good team. Uh, their goaltending was very good. Uh, over the weekend, and and Coach Granado admitted as much that that their goaltender really made a big difference. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was exciting to watch. We we spoke to Jack Gorniak about about his his love for uh, being heavy on the forecheck, and uh, you'll hear all of that in in those exclusive interviews. So again, I'll just remind you, keep an eye on the AHL report later on this week. We will have that video out uh, with Caulfield. Gorniak and Coach Granado, uh, we thank them for their time and we thank Penn State for their hospitality. We, as Rick said, I echo those statements. We will be back uh, sometime this season. Uh, just absolutely a wonderful experience. Uh, moving over to the ECHL, uh, as we as we know, there's there were a number of players who were cut from the Laval Rocket training camp uh, right before the season started and sent to either the main Mariners or the Adirondack Thunder. Uh, as we said, Antoine Waked was one of them. He's the first recall from the ECHL uh, last week. Um, but Michael McNiven and Hayden Verbeek are still with the Adirondack Thunder, and they happened to be visiting 
the Reading Royals this past Sunday for an afternoon game. And so, uh, Rick, we were there uh, in attendance uh, for that and, and got to kind of scout. And now, granted, um, McNiven did not play. Um, I, I guess you could say it was a pretty good reason to not play. In fact, uh, he, he wasn't playing because he had just gotten done posting back-to-back shutouts for the Adirondack Thunder, which uh, propelled him to being named the ECHL Warrior Hockey Goaltender of the Week this past week. So congratulations to Michael McNiven for that. Uh, So he was not playing, um, but they did have another, my goodness, did they, you know, we just talked about how uh, you mentioned that, that New Jersey was in need of of some goaltending since the beginning of the season, the Adirondack Thunder is the ECHL affiliate of the New Jersey Devils, and boy, um, with McNiven and Eamon McAdam, they're certainly not hurting for for goaltenders at that level because Eamon McAdam looks uh, pretty darn good as well, Rick. Indeed, he did, um, and and uh, um, it, it well, but both goaltenders were uh, were very good. Um, mm-hmm. um, uh, Felix Sandstrom as well. Um, yes, for the Flyers, uh, getting getting his first uh, his first uh, shutout and uh, North American shutout. And mm-hmm. um, but uh, Michael McNiven is is uh, um, certainly had higher expectations for his season uh, this year, uh, uh, but is settled in and um, I think appreciates the fact that. Uh, there are uh, are other um, members of of the Canadians organization with him, in mm-hmm. uh, uh, because it, it's it's difficult going to uh, you know going to Adirondack. It's it's uh, um, you know uh, the New Jersey's affiliate, um, different coaching staff, uh, different players who are are you know are wedded to that organization and and. Uh, so I different think uh, both Ver- Verbeek and uh, different systems, uh, Verbeek and and Pizzetta and and McNiven and and McNiven and Pizzetta were uh, were roommates prior to uh, Pizzetta uh, being called up. So I think um, that really helped. Waken, but but yes, oh yep. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, um, that's okay. We un- <laughs> that's not a problem. Yeah, my uh, <laughs> it's a cold. Uh, my cold. cold yes. Um. Uh, but it's 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 nice because it's it's difficult when you 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 somewhat feel isolated and and mm-hmm. uh, you know the visits from the organization are few and far between and and um, it, it makes it very difficult to uh, remain focused and and remain positive in those situations and and good on uh, Verbeek and good on. Um, McNiven for for being able to uh to stay focused and and play well and and you know uh, Verbeek um uh 5 minutes into the game I I said to you and I I texted to Chris G I said Verbeek is too quick for this league he's just Verbeek too doesn't quick belong there the, yeah uh the ECHL and it's funny that that uh afterwards when we interviewed uh, the coach uh, that he said, no question, Verbeek is the uh, the fastest player in ECHL, no contest. Um, yeah, not the team, the league. In the league, yes. Um, 
so it's it's uh, uh we hope that uh that he makes his way back uh to the AHL he's clearly uh able to play at that level Absolutely. And you even you even pointed out more than a handful of times as we watched that game that there were so many times that Verbeek uh, got down the ice with speed. He was set up properly um, and and was looking for passes or was looking to pass off and would turn around and and guys just weren't there, Uh, whether they couldn't keep up with him or it's just a different level of hockey that 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 those in that intuition and those intuitive, you know, getting to where you're supposed to be just isn't there at that level. And so you could see that he was trying to make plays and he just doesn't have the line mates to do it. Uh, And that's not knocking the Adirondack Thunder. In fact, they're um, last I checked, uh, they and the Reading Royals were leading their division. Uh, Adirondack was in first place as of last week. So, uh, Reading won that game, so they've swapped places. So in the North Division, the Reading Royals, which is the Flyers ECHL affiliate, they are in first place with 13 points. Adirondack is right behind them in second place with 11. So Adirondack has a good team. Um, but, yes, you can see head and shoulders, Hayden Verbeek was, is playing well above um, many of the guys on the ice. And so we, we certainly wish both of them a speedy return to the AHL. Uh, but happy to see that they're that they're doing well. In fact, Hayden Verbeek actually leads the Adirondack Thunder in assists, um, so he's he's certainly not shying away from from the score sheet as well. Um, looking and looking to get. Go ahead. I was just going to say leads in assists, and um, but there is a a focus, uh, his own focus on, uh, trying to put the buck in the back of the net. He, he said, that's going to be his focus while he's there. Um, and he had an opportunity, um, Mm -hmm. that he kind of, uh, analyzed after the game, uh, with, uh, just over a minute to go. And, and, uh, he said that, uh, he tried to slide the puck, uh, through, uh, go five hole. And, uh, in retrospect, he wishes he had of, uh, um, pulled it around and deked a bit, and, and uh, uh, so he's he's uh, he knows that um, he needs to be more productive offensively, um, and uh, that's where his focus is uh, while he's with the ECHL. So um, you know, he's smart, good head on his shoulders, and and uh, uh, I think he'll be fine as long as he gets uh, back to the AHL soon. Absolutely. And uh, just like we mentioned with the Cole Caulfield and Jack Gorniak interviews, we did have exclusive one-on-one interviews with McNiven, Verbeek, and their head coach, uh, Lowe. Uh, and so that video will also be coming out later this week. So keep an eye out for that. Again, uh, Rocket Sports Media is out there <laughs> pounding the pavement and racking up the miles, getting out there into rinks and, and really getting one-on-one with uh, prospects within the Canadians and Flyers organizations uh, because their journeys eventually, hopefully, end in the NHL, and we want to take you along that journey as well and, and keep tabs on them and how they're doing. So uh, we've got some exclusive content for you coming this week. Keep an eye on the AHL report for that. Uh, one thing I do want to encourage you to do um of course we always say rick that uh, we have really wonderful podcasts here at rocket sports radio 
Um, there are four podcasts. There's this one. There's our flagship podcast, which is the Canadians Connection, uh, used to be known as Habs 360. It's been, you know, been around for years, has a wonderful following, um, as well as Have a Listen and Habs Unfiltered. We've got really great content uh, all around. Um, but I would encourage people to go and listen on demand to last week's Canadians Connection podcast. Um, this podcast took some time uh, last week to discuss kind of the the fallout of the latest news out of Russia with Nikita Sherbeck uh, being placed on waivers. Um, my end of the conversation went towards uh, some disgust and dismay at, at how this young player is treated by quote-unquote fans on social media. Um, you were very informative in, in helping to break down all of the things that led to Nikita Sherbeck ending up back in Russia uh, over the course of the last few years and his time with the Montreal Canadiens and some some conversations that we had with Sherback uh, over the years before he left the Montreal organization. Um, and then things developed throughout the week. Uh, and on Saturday's Canadians connection with Joseph Whalen, you provided a very good update um, via a, uh, a colleague and, and connection uh, that you have through uh, a Russian hockey reporter uh, who was able to get you some more clarity on the Serbak situation and why he was put on waivers. Um, and eventually, actually, his, his contract was terminated. So I want to encourage people, to, instead of rehashing all of that, it, you, you said it great last week. I encourage people to go and listen to that podcast and even just that, that segment on demand to get the real information about what was going on in Russia uh, with Avangard and, and Nikita Sherbak. Um, this is information from a direct source in Russia uh, who had direct interviews with Bob Hartley, who was Nikita's coach in Russia while he was with Avangard. So it's vital and valuable information. You're not going to find it anywhere else in the Montreal media because no one else is going out and doing the research, which is what journalism is. Um, so Rick, kudos to you on, on hunting down that information. And you even have one more update for us in that saga today, correct? I do. Um, uh, again, um, got information um, via a colleague uh, who covers the KHL on a full-time basis uh, in Russia. And, and as you said, was able to, uh, 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 be daily uh, feeding me uh, information about um, Sherbeck, about Avangard, uh, even was able to ask a couple of questions uh, directly to Bob Hartley that, uh, that we had um, and, and really appreciate that um, so that um, we, we understood the reasons, you know, the, the, the putting him on waivers um, was uh, with intent to to send him to their uh, affiliate, uh, their junior affiliate, and um, in the VHL, um, and but uh, it worked out that they they mutually um, were able to uh, terminate the contract uh, to um, give him an opportunity because the, the the whole and it's I understand it's hard for people to understand 
to to kind of comprehend how it works there. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the whole uh, uh, philosophy of of Avangard, Bob Hartley, um, of Maxim Shashinsky, uh, the president of Avangard, was uh, this. It, it doesn't make any sense to put this player who has so much talent. Uh, who is working hard, who has good attitude, is just not able mm-hmm. to uh, crack our top six right now. doesn't make any sense to put him on the third or fourth line. Um, so they either wanted to send him to uh, their affiliate uh, or give him another opportunity. So uh, since the, the contract was terminated and, and um, in doing so, the president put out a statement thanking uh, Nikita for his professionalism and his hard work and wished him good luck. Um, and he's moved on and, and it was, uh, got another message from uh, my contact in, in the KHL and uh, the agent, Sergei uh, Isakov announced that uh, Nikita Sherbeck had signed a contract with tractor uh, for the remainder of the season, another KHL team. Uh, the, the, president of tractor had reached out to uh Isikoff, um and um and uh wanted to invite him to be part of the team um the statement that that Isikoff, uh released said they thank uh the club's management and promised that Nikita will do everything uh possible to re- revive his play to its former glory uh is what the statement says um that uh, the head coach Vladimir Yurzanov had flown to to meet with them, uh, and then returned to the team. Uh, so there seems to be a lot of goodwill on both sides uh, to make this work. Um, on the tractor team, um, there's Alexander Advitson, um, oh. uh, former fourth round uh, pick of the Canadians, uh, yeah, and and who played with the Hamilton Bulldogs. Also on uh, the tractor team is Christian Thomas, um, oh. uh, who we remember from the Hamilton Bulldogs. And uh, my contact told me that in speaking to tractor, they hope that uh, uh, Nikita can play with Vitaly Kravtsov, um, who is a first round uh, pick in 2018, uh, number nine overall uh, for the New York Rangers. Um, and, um, so they expect, uh, they expect big things from Nikita. Um, the agent has said Nikita's, uh, committed to trying to get back to that level of play and, um, um, not the doom and gloom and, uh, some of the things that I, I, and I know it's easier to be lazy. It's easier Mm -hmm. to, to do no research. It's easier to just, uh, sit back on Twitter and, and, and uh, spout off uh, about how he's he's uh, Nikita is done. He's done in the KHL. He's done in this league. He's done in that Every, league. And everybody's he's just done in hockey. Up on him. Yeah. Um, it's silly. It's lazy. It's not true. It's 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 being, as I said on on the weekend, blissfully ignorant of what's going in. And 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 bottom line is none of what is said is being tr- is is at all true. Uh, nope. So we like to do a little bit of extra effort. We've done that to try and bring you a different story and a story that uh, is uh, is the truth. Absolutely. And uh, as you so wonderfully put it last week, I think that's called journalism. Uh, and that's, 
you know, we, and Hey, as, as we know, as we've seen on Twitter, this isn't, you know, the truth about this matter isn't necessarily a a popular perspective, but that's what you're going to get from us here at rocket sports media, because we're not just, um, you know, towing the party line, as, as they say, we're not just going to parrot and repeat whatever, you know, everyone else on Twitter is saying, no, we're going to get to, we're going to get to the bottom of things and we're going to bring you the real story, uh, particularly when we have firsthand knowledge on on multiple different occasions and levels of, of the story behind the story. Um, and so, again, great job um, to you for this past week uh, with your contact in Russia. And we wish Nikita Sherback the best. We know uh, that uh, if he can just get past this, I, I think it's a bit of a confidence and mental hurdle. Uh, and if he can get past it and, and find his game again, I think there's going to be some good things in his future. So we, ho- we wish him the best. Uh, again, I encourage you go listen to on demand, the Canadians connection podcast from last Saturday where Rick breaks down uh, everything that, that transpired uh, with, with Sherback and Avangarde last week um, in detail uh, straight from, from the correspondent in Russia. Uh, and so, Rick, if people want to go do that, what's the best way for folks to find all that and all of our podcasts here at Rocket Sports Radio? Well, um, you can start with uh, going to allhabs.net, uh, and, and that's for our NHL podcasts, uh, and uh, ahlreport.com um, for the From the Press Box podcast. Uh, but you can also get us uh, and find us on any of your uh, podcast uh, favorite podcast apps. Um, just look for Rocket Sports Radio. Rocket Sports Radio. Type that in. Um, subscribe, and you get all four of our podcasts um, delivered to to you, and um, um, full of all kinds of of uh, helpful information. Absolutely. And of course, be sure to follow us on Twitter at the AHL Report. Also, uh, follow along on Facebook and Instagram. You can also find Rick on Twitter at All Habs. You'll find me at Flyers Rule. Uh, and of course, head over to our YouTube channels, uh, both for uh, All Habs Hockey Magazine and for the Flyers Report. Make sure you subscribe and hit that notification bell so that you get notified when those exclusive videos that are about to drop this week uh, come out so that you can be one of the first to see them and spread them around uh, because you won't want to miss those. And uh, we will have plenty of coverage for you this week. As I mentioned, be sure you tune into the NHL Network tonight if you'd like to watch the Phantoms take on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. That's tonight at 7.05. Um, and then uh, Lehigh Valley will also host Hershey this Saturday night uh, at home. Uh, while Laval is on the road. Uh, so I'll have complete uh, coverage of those two games Friday and Saturday night uh, as they take on the Cleveland Monsters should be two great games. And uh, we'll continue to bring you all the news as we find out about it. And uh, we thank you so much for joining us for our 100th episode of From the Press Box. Like I said at the top of the show, the best gift you could give us is to share this episode with all of your hockey friends and family and followers and fans and you name it. Spread the word. Share this episode. uh, Encourage people to subscribe. Uh, You won't find a podcast like it. And uh, we appreciate your, your coming along with us on this journey for the last 100 episodes. We've got lots more coming for you. 
and we'll uh, kick it off with episode 101 coming next Tuesday here on the AHL Report. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great week. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye.